0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to an episode of Crits and Grits. I don't know what we're calling this uh, campaign or series. Uh, Newer IP, newest IP, IP 2.0, I I don't know. Anyway, with us tonight are not our usual players. We have uh, four brand new players tonight. Uh, And I guess we'll start with Roscoe. Hello.
1: Um,
2: I am Roscoe. I am here to play D&D.
0: All right. uh, Next up, we got Chris.
2: Hey, I'm Chris. I'll be playing a character named Felix, and he'll probably talk something like this, because he's a little, evil little,
3: little... Well, we also have Alex. Yes, uh, I'm Alex, different Alex, no relation. Uh, I'm here to absolutely ruin Gary's campaign. I'm going to be okay. playing a shitty little kobold named Meepo. Uh, I, I don't think
0: anyone can ruin my campaign more than Jenkins. We, we love Jenkins, though. So. And uh, last but not least, uh, you've heard about her in all of our outros for a while. Now we have Becky.
4: Hello. I would like to suggest that we name this new IPP, because...
3: <laughs> <laughs> See, I was going to try and say, like, a My Villain Academia rift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, we have the new I'm IPP. Born with IPP. <laughs>
0: Because new IP just stands for New Easy Guy Project. But I guess just I we gotta find out what that second P means or just uh not. That that works for me.
4: Maybe we'll find out by the end of the campaign. Who knows? We'll
0: find, we'll find out by the end of the campaign.
3: That's that's the the quest for this campaign. Find out what the second P means. <laughs> the quest for the, more the real P. P is <laughs> the friends we made along the way. <laughs> But uh,
0: so this campaign is uh, it's gonna be a little mini series. Uh, we may pick up more episodes after who knows. But it's following members of an organization called Great Awakening. Uh, Great Awakening is an organization, semi cultish, that believes that there is a finite limit to misfortune in the world. So they go about finding ways to allocate that misfortune to reach paradise that will be achieved after that misfortune limit is hit. And, uh, each of our players, they're not quite at the top of the chain, but they are pretty high up in the organization. So, uh,
1: well, the characters, you know, I'm the, I'm not in the organization myself.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> characters. Also, uh, just to make it perfectly clear for everyone, this is happening concurrently with the crits and grits IP universe. Like this is, these are characters that exist and, uh, inside that universe. Am I correct in that Gary? Yes, this is all happening
0: in the new IP universe. This is actually going on at the same time as the uh, main campaign where the players are going to uh, the manor of Mr. Fitzgerald.
1: We're keeping strict time logs to, to figure out when things are happening, right?
0: Oh, yeah. No, we're doing this 24 style. There's a counter actually going on at the top of the screen that I'm paying attention to. No one else can see. That way I can make things up if uh, they don't fit the narrative.
3: It's all all, all masterfully planned from the get-go.
0: Exactly. Excellent. All right. So uh, we're going to start with a visit to Roscoe's current workshop. Uh, Roscoe, give us your character's name and just give us a little bit of flavor on your workshop and what you're doing right now.
1: I'm playing Arthur Merlin Hocus Pocus Shadowlight. Uh, he is... A wizard specialized in uh, pondering his orb, and yeah, he is in uh you know a company workshop uh, sitting at his uh desk, pondering his orb
0: and as you ponder your orb, uh you see a vision that you haven't seen before, whether it's a vision of the past, present, or future, you don't know, but you see the image of a war forge watching on as a town just disappears into the ground almost as if it were devoured.
1: This is perfect. This is going just according to my plans. (laughs) Um, The, uh, the government was supposed to check the foundation of that town and I made sure that they did not. Uh,
0: I don't believe you've seen this town before.
1: Correct. 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 Yeah. I did not see that town before You, you, you did mention that. Right. Right. Actually, I, uh, wipe off the orb and say, oh, shit, I have not seen that town before. (laughs) Well, this is just a pleasant surprise.
0: (laughs) And uh, next to your orb on your desk is a pocket mirror that has, like, a rose gold cylinder on the top of it decorated with rubies and topazes. And... Yes? There's, like, a quick little buzz from that pocket mirror.
1: Ah, this is our our social media site uh, what is it called again
0: Glizguide
1: to... guide. yeah i uh, open up the uh the Glizguide app on my pocket mirror yeah and uh check for my notifications
0: uh your notifications you see a message from the middleman just informing you that you have a meeting in the uh guide metaverse later
1: Oh man, this another metaverse meeting that could have been a (laughs) missive.
0: And with that, we're going to move over to uh, Becky's workshop. Uh, Becky, tell us a little bit about your character and what's going on in your workshop at the moment.
4: So my character is a halfling bard. Her name is Blanca Devoro. Um, She originates from the land of Lanai, which Fans of the Golden Girls will hopefully <laughs> pick up on the reference. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so her her workshop it mostly looks like we well, you to imagine a beauty influencers um, kind of makeup studio to look like. Where like there's various samples of different products kind of scattered about. Um, there's a large mirror on one side of the room and a couple oh. smaller hand mirrors on a couple of the tables. Um, I'm
0: imagining like some fantasy ring lights in there.
4: Yes! <laughs> yeah! Give me all the ring lights. Um, but yeah, it, it's pretty much like that. And there's like a glittery piece of fabric hanging up for a backdrop for that peak selfie aesthetic. So <laughs> um the thing about Blanca is that she she's based off of Blanche from the Golden Girls. If y'all know, if y'all know about the character. <laughs> you'll know what she what kind of fuckery she is about um <sighs> literal and figurative um so
1: for, for those yeah. of us who are ignorant of the golden girls um is she, is she just like what what's what's what, i don't know what what is she like
4: uh very much lives up to the horny bard trope I'll put it that way okay I'm for it Like, yeah yeah um but so her whole shtick is that she causes misfortune by making some of the makeup um formulas just ever so slightly unpleasant i imagine that in the organization she would have probably mostly artificers and a couple wizards working under her to like formulate different things um or some alchemists and it's like let's just make this this batch here like just cause mild skin irritation and like if you know anything about the kind of influencers that specifically push like MLM makeup like pyramid scheme makeup um, they're basically the kind that gaslight people into thinking like oh it's just a detox phase you just need to <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you just need to push through it it's fine it'll be okay and then the next formula actually is fine and so they buy into it so that's kind of the way that her her character manipulates her client base.
0: Uh, Project Gaslight Girl Boss.
4: <laughs> Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss.
0: 100%. I guess I forgot to mention in the intro that uh, each of our players has their own respective projects they've been working on to uh, bring misfortune about in the world. And uh, Roscoe, I think we forgot to go over Merlin's.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, we touched on it he, he thought that he saw his project going to work in that vision that he saw um so what um arthur merlin hocus pocus Shadowlight uh does is he um spies on local government officials um, through his scrying orb and then he blackmails them to make sure that they uh don't do their job um in actual effect he doesn't really have to do anything But this is what he tells uh, his superiors in the organization that he does. He kind of just spies on whatever he feels like spying on most of the time.
0: (laughs) right. so uh, Becky, you're also uh, running your operation as this goes on. Uh, I imagine there's interns running to and fro in your shop uh, just trying to decide where they need to hit next.
4: Yeah, it's basically like I like to think that my in, my interns are largely tasked as well with like the ones who aren't personally like mixing makeup formulas themselves are tasked with like recruiting new salespeople into in various areas. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, and so uh, yeah, it's kind of like okay, we we haven't hit many in this area, so let's let's go and you know start start sharing a some of the good news of uh, Becky's fabulous or Blanca's fabulous glizzy-based makeup. Or oh, glake-up.
0: It's <laughs> around this time that the uh air you have with the same rose gold tube on it covered in topazes and rubies starts to buzz.
4: Okay, so I'm going to pick it up, open it up, and look at it.
0: And then you have a notification there reminding you of your meeting in the Glizguide metaverse later. I say metaverse, but it's a demi-plane.
4: I'm going to kind of scroll through my notifications and be like, is there anything that would get me out of this? Damn it, not really. Okay, fine.
0: (laughs) Actually, I I want you to roll a d20 for me real quick.
4: Okay. (laughs) That can't end badly at all. That is an eight.
0: So uh, your newest post on the workplace social media English guide is not doing so well. Ugh. You got like one like on it and it's right. from like that super polite uh, co-worker in uh, just a different branch.
4: All right. I guess it's time to take another picture of the crease of my index finger that kind of looks like a butt and post it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to move on to Chris.
3: Thirst trapping the glizzy-verse. I verse. Uh, I like the artificial thirst trap.
4: <laughs> yes. It's like I just like post a picture of it, put a filter over it that makes it look like it's got underwear on, and that's it. It's perfect.
0: As of right now, GlizGuide is only open to uh, your organization.
1: Uh, what but... em- emojis can we use to react
3: to uh, <laughs> posts on GlizGuide?
0: Uh, they're all hot dog based. Okay.
3: okay. The eggplant is even more suggestive now.
4: <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going I'm to post a picture. I'm going to post emojis of a very sweaty hot dog. <laughs> oh
0: God, Chris, save us from this! <laughs>
2: um, there is a tall, thin tower. The other workshops and projects. This, this tower has a, a broad base, and the exterior is entirely covered in beige carpet. There is a capsule-like structure at the top where sits a figure, short fingers, four of them on each hand, uh, tipped with sharp claws that are steepled beneath his chin as he looks down. Just beside him uh, stands a tall woman with rabbit ears, and in the background of this workshop, there are the worst, the most useless of, of henchmen who are arguing and fighting and pulling over some portion of a project. And at some point one of them falls and come throws over and uh, pieces break. Things are shattered. There's a twitch beneath the eye of Felix and the flick of an ear, but he doesn't react because he has plans.
0: And in the background, you just hear like you have right now, you you probably have just these three henchmen. Uh, One is a human jock, just, like this built human kid, uh, probably in his early twenties. Then you have a elf, uh, kind of a he's a little bit of a wiener, and then you have a dumb half orc. And their names are Mort, the human, Maddie the elf, and Maurice the half orc.
2: Mort, Maddie, Maurice. That's a muscle boy, a weak elf. And a dumb half orc.
3: I believe the term was wiener. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like branded, like like weenie. <laughs> like
4: the official weenies of Weenie Hut Juniors.
2: I was Glizzy. just about
3: to say he eats at the Weenie Hut Junior. Glizzy related.
4: Yes. Oh, speaking speaking of Weenie Hut Junior, I have to I have to say I realized that we accidentally made a campaign of a, a bunch of little guys. We're, we're all just a bunch of little guys. A
2: bunch of little shorts.
0: Oh, just God, you're shorts. all... Well, you have one human. Yeah, Roscoe's yeah.
3: tall. Yeah I'm,
1: I'm a, yeah, I'm a human.
0: Well, he's the chaperone. I also
1: have a pointy hat. He's the
4: adult.
0: But Felix, in the background, you just kind of hear uh, Maddie going, Oh, stop it, guys. They're going to get mad again.
2: Um, yeah, I think Felix slowly... Turn his like his tail turns his chair, like he barely moves, but his tail, like, he, as leverage, turns his chair around slowly to face them. And he's kind of back and under lift. Like, it hits doing.
0: And Maurice is just laughing. <laughs> and then you see him vomit rainbow colors. Oh, more to clean that up. Oh, bruh. Who, where, where are you getting the crayons? How, how do you keep eating crayons, bro? And he just starts wiping up the uh, waxy rainbow color, just bile on the floor. Uh,
2: Felix just like palms his own face.
0: They don't even supply us with crayons. I don't know where you got them. And your assistant is just staring on in disbelief. Also holding back anger.
2: Um, is Felix aware? Is there an impending meeting? Is Felix aware of that?
0: Uh, it hasn't gone off yet, but you do have the, uh, guy mirror that they gave you. It's a little pocket mirror. Okay. And then, uh, you feel the buzz and if you open it, you will see the notification.
2: Yeah. He stares blankly at these imbeciles for a moment more. It, It goes off and he fishes out of his pocket, looks down at it. And Then, like with him again, barely moving, just using his tail as leverage, his t- his chair rotates around, facing away from <laughs> them.
0: <laughs> oh, see, guys, he's mad again. And you just hear Maurice say, "At least he's not disappointed." And uh, you also have the notification on your phone letting you know that there is a uh, Gliz guy demiplane plane meeting happening soon.
2: So, it, this tell me, tell me about the, this. Is a hand mirror? Tell me about what this looks like.
0: Uh, it's one of those pocket mirrors that opens up, uh, on the top of it is a rose gold colored cylindrical shape. I mean, we, we could just, uh, stop dancing around it now. It's a hot dog Okay. He, and he, there there's gems that look like ketchup and mustard on it.
2: Uh, yeah. He flips it open in the way that Kirk would open, like his communicator and
0: signs. into. The- and as you sign into the meeting, you are sitting down, correct? Yes. As you sign into the meeting, your consciousness leaves your body, but your body's still there. Uh, you are now on a demiplane and we'll hop over to Alex's workshop.
3: Alright, uh, I'm going to be playing a character named Meepo. He's a kobold, uh, particularly small for a kobold, uh, just over two feet tall. Uh, also particularly old for a kobold. He's, uh, well into his fifties, uh, he is, uh, his way to expedite the misfortune in this universe is by manufacturing and selling what appear to be very high quality weapons and armor to newbie adventurers, but they are manufactured with faults that, you know, after three or four swings, the sword will snap in half. The, uh, mace head will break off the shaft. The, uh, armor will pop a rivet and, uh, basically just let these newbie adventurers get good and deep into whatever adventure they're in and then just get absolutely slaughtered by any, uh, any monsters they're fighting. Uh, he is very much of the opinion that we need to spike this, uh, misfortune rate as hard and as fast as possible, uh, so that we can stop feeding, uh, creatures like, uh, kobolds and goblins and orcs into the grinder. Uh, He is also uh, very much a closeted Uh, anarcho-communist. As for his class, he is a uh, Transmutation Specialist Wizard.
0: So we start with an item shop, and there's a rookie adventurer fresh out of the five-day, five-to-seven-day adventuring crash course walking into the shop.
3: Uh, yeah, inside the shop there appear to be, uh, as I said, weapons, armor, um, mostly martial. Not many magic items in here, uh, but they all appear to be uh, strangely high quality for their listed price. And uh, standing behind the counter, uh, just sort of idly going through a handful of uh, pieces of paperwork, is a uh, older dwarven-looking man with an eye patch on one eye, and just like, mm, what can I do for you, son?
0: Uh, it's... it's my first day adventuring.
3: Uh, I don't even have a party yet, but... Uh, strapping a young lad like you, you'll pick him up in no time. You, uh, you look like a longsword man to me, am I right? Uh, I, I was
0: hoping for something, you know, really cool looking.
3: Oh, yeah, let's, uh, take a look at this guy here. And he, uh, reaches under the counter and pulls up, uh a long sword that has uh, some uh, runes etched into it uh, and then stops for a second and looks at him. Hey, uh, you speak Gorvis. Uh, just common. Ah, good, good, good. Here, this rune here uh, is dwarven for power. Uh, This one here is strength, and this one here is the feller of all foes. Uh, and to our listeners at home, uh, this is not Dwarven, it is actually Goblin, and it means eat, shit, and die. Uh, this one will do you real good, son. Take a Goblin set off in one one good sweep.
0: He picks it up and takes a practice swing with it, and uh, I want you to roll a Perception check for me.
5: Perception, alright. Ah,
3: I'm pretty good at that, let's see. Oh, no, I don't. Ooh, that's only an eight, actually. Uh, he seems pretty confident. Honestly, the worse he is, the better for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it seems like he can maybe take out a goblet or six.
3: Yeah, I said the worse he is, the better for me. So, uh, <laughs> you say you're uh, fresh out of training, lad. I tell you what, I remember the first time I got me a sword. Uh, I'd like to cut of your jib. I'll give you 20% off, but uh, you gotta make me a promise, you hear? Uh, yeah, what's the promise? Once you're done slaying the demon lord, you remember your old friend Throckmar when you're at the top. And he gives you a cheesy thumbs up and says, It's a promise. All right, kid, get on out of here. Go kill some goblins. Was never seen again. <laughs> as intended.
0: And uh, then we cut to, uh, your workshop underneath.
3: Yeah, so- soon as this kid leaves, uh, walk over, close up the shop, go into a, a door behind the counter, Uh, And down, down, down a flight of stairs. And uh, as I'm walking, it's like uh, the usual suspects thing with the, you know, the the feet turning the right way and whatnot. uh, Melts down from this dwarf into this tiny, very aged looking uh, kobold uh, wearing fairly basic robes. uh, And on his way down, he picks up a staff uh, and just uses it to lean on as he walks down the stairs. Uh, open up a set of double doors that are like way too big for cobalt size. These are like bordering on large size creature uh, doors and um, opens up into what can only be described as a sweatshop uh, 30 or 40 feet underground beneath the city. Uh, There are sparks and cinders flying everywhere from, you know, uh, a handful of forges and uh, anvils there are uh, kobolds, goblins, orcs, bugbears, men, uh, maybe a handful of ogres down here. Uh, basically, just any sort of monstrous race you can think of that's vaguely humanoid in nature are uh, banging away on anvils, uh, working uh, the forges, uh, making these, uh, I don't know if counterfeit is the right term, but like uh, intentionally flawed weapons in here. Uh, as they're... Uh, hammering away at these things they are uh singing uh like a a work toil song uh you know the ones that the uh, you know uh, ships roam in and coal miners and whatnot would sing to keep time with their strikes and uh can we talk about uh copyrighted music on this channel gary are we good for that <laughs> i i think we're good for that we don't have any sponsors uh <laughs> all right uh basically the song i'm looking for is uh feed the machine by poor man's poison a very depressing song about uh Working until you die. Um, Look it up, friends. It's a good song. Poor Man's Poison's a great band. Um, He walks uh, out over a catwalk and just sort of uh, looks down on this. Uh, The air is heavy with uh, soot and sparks. It smells awful. It's a a contained working forge. Uh, If I had to assign a color palette to this whole scene, I would say somewhere between beige and sepia. Uh, and as he's walking along the term uh, the the catwalk, there is uh, a horrible pained scream. Uh, uh, all of the singing stops. Uh, a klaxon goes off, and suddenly the workshop lights up bright as day. Uh, there's apparently working lights or torches of sort so, sort in here, but these monstrous creatures don't like to use them. Uh, as soon as that happens, uh, he shuffles down some stairs to go see what all the commotion was about the scream. Uh boss. Boss. Jerry. Sorry, the done... wrong voice. That was the dwarf. Jerry, what's going on? I done burned my goddamn hand.
5: Jerry, we talked about this. You gotta be safe down here. I want those fuckers up top dying, not my boys. You're too important to me.
0: Oh, uh, boss, I, I don't know if I can finish the shift.
5: Yeah, no, we don't need you working hurt. Uh, liar! Liar! Where are you?
3: Uh Loyar here. And uh an Orc walks up. Uh send a picture and chat for you guys here. Uh he he's about 300 pounds of orc poured into 200 pounds of business suit. That is Loyar, uh Meepo's right-hand man. Uh looks at him. Hey uh
5: Loyar, uh go grab some healing salve, uh, a couple coins from the insurance fund. Uh, make sure Jerry gets to the lizard man healer outside of town to get some proper fixing. Uh not that Union guy though. No, no, get him get him the good stuff.
0: Alright, but lawyer come back and we do full overhaul.
5: Oh yeah, man, top to bottom, full safety overhaul. Alright, everyone hear that? Work's done for the day. I don't want to hear one more hammer until I'm sure no one else is gonna get hurt. Alright, wrap it in, people, let's go.
3: And, and then
0: uh, you just hear a tiny ting in the back and then, a, oh! And then that person just shuffles out as
3: well. And uh, he just sort of sighs and shakes his head and uh, walks on up to the uh, company break room, uh, which is a completely different affair from the, the sweatshop forge. This is like white linoleum tiles, uh, cabinetry, coffee mugs, whatnot. Uh, absolutely spick and span clean. He uh, picks up his favorite coffee mug, uh goes over uh, to the uh, glizzy vendor, uh, pours out a big glug of glizzy hot dog water, and then pours some ground coffee in it. Oh, fucking gross. And uh, do you want to bring the secretary in at this point?
0: Yeah, it's about this time your uh, Kenku secretary comes in, and uh, you just hear, Ah, Meepo. Don't forget about the meeting. Ah, uh, right,
3: right. Uh, and uh, his secretary uh, is a secretary bird-style kenku. Looks very much like uh, Washimi from uh, Aggretsuko. And uh, Mivo just kind sort of rubs his temples. So, oh, God. Um. Yeah, have you got the stupid mirror
5: thing? I fucking hate
0: these. And the secretary passes you your uh, Gliz guide mirror and just follows up with, don't forget the secret objective.
5: Yeah, I remember. Uh, keep in mind, not very
3: secret if everyone knows about it. Okay, let's let's get this shit over with. He uh, pulls up a chair to one of the uh, break room tables. Uh, absolutely slams his uh, Gliz coffee, and then uh, holds up the mirror and uh, joins in the meeting. And you all
0: appear in this demiplane, plane. Everything happens at the speed of thought here. So, what may feel like a five to ten me- minute meeting for you guys will probably be about five to ten seconds in the. Uh, right now, you're seeing advertisements pasted all over the base- place for goblins glizzies. It has a goblin on there eating a hot dog, and it uh, says goblin glizzies, all gluck with none of the suck. And then there's advertisements for gluck bucks and the uh, demi plane here. And the way you earn Gluck Bucks in the Demiplane is you uh, just give your digital assistant information that Glizguide does not know. The more information you give it that it doesn't know, the more Gluck Bucks you get, and the more you can customize your avatar in the uh, Glizguide Demiplane.
3: Uh, yeah, Meepo's avatar, for the purposes of this, is uh, just the absolute bare basic, like... He has not put any thought into this whatsoever. Uh, Your
0: starting avatar is just... Remember the hot dog from Snapchat? Oh, God. That is your starting avatar. That is everyone's starting avatar. And uh, everyone has the same digital assistant that pops up. His name is Clippy, and he is your uh, hot dog helper.
3: Boy, I really hates it.
0: So uh, what's everyone's avatar look like so far in the
3: uh, demiplane? Like I said, Meepo's is just 100% the base level. He has not put any into this at all.
1: Uh, Arthur's um, avatar is quite decorated. He does have the uh, uh, glizzy pass. Um, He looks like a uh, Chicago hot dog with a gold flake leaf. um, You you
0: You know you can look like your actual self or a real person. It's not limited to just hot dogs.
1: That may be the case, but it's kind of like a, a dark interface. You, you, you really have to try to find non-hot dog-based uh, things. <laughs> oh, he does have a wizard hat on top, though.
0: <laughs> God. Just a glizzy with a wizard hat. <laughs> Chicago-style glizzy with a wizard hat is what we're, we have here.
4: He's a glizzard.
3: Oh No, we discussed glizzards. That's, uh, that's the milkshake with the glizzy in it.
4: Yeah, That's true.
3: But
0: I am a glizzard wizard. I hate everything I have created. <laughs> okay, what's what's the Blanca's that, avatar look like?
4: Do you think that Gary looks on his creation and loads what it has become? Um, <laughs> Blanca's is like, if you could imagine a hot dog being thick that's kind of what...
0: You're leveled. going with a hot dog too? <laughs> oh my god. God, you don't have to be a hot dog.
4: We're putting the hot and hot dog. We're putting the hot and hot dog. It's a hot dog (laughs) with tibbies and a bikini top and like a little mini skirt.
0: Just an unnecessarily thick glizzy. This is just sausage party.
4: (laughs) It's like, it's a little bit fancier. It's a bratwurst. Uh, it, It has like it has a little wig on it and like a face full of naturally contoured makeup. It's well-blended makeup, but it's definitely a face full of makeup.
0: Felix, save us from my creation. <laughs> what, did your, <laughs> what did your avatar look like?
2: Yeah, Felix is, is pretty bad at this whole process, but his assistant, the bunny, had, did him the luxury of changing his avatar to his company headshot. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's him, but like pretty highly retouched. Like there's some nice highlights going on at the edge of the eyes and everything. Um, all of the points that have been donated to him um, sort of from the company, he hasn't earned any of them himself. It's just been like they've just shown up as an account as promotional offers. Um, he's put them all into size. So it's, it's him, but he's eight feet tall. But there's no more resolution so it's just pixelated him
3: <laughs> i love that
0: <laughs> so a table appears in the center of the area that you're all in
3: oh do we have uh like floating uh like the name tags over our head or whatever
0: yes you do have floating name tags over your head they can say your name or they can say hot dog at this point almost everything's glizzy
3: uh yeah, the one thing about my character is he—he he has his actual name over his hot dog. Uh, his name's not Meepo, it's Mirepoix,
1: like the the base for all those French dishes.
3: Exactly like that, but nothing like that. But spelled exactly the same, and also pronounced the same, but nothing like it. Uh, yeah, so the table shows up. Uh, Meepo climbs up with his weird little hot dog body and sits down. Just looks, is like, all right, let's let's do this.
0: And uh, you see a figure teleport into one of the table seats, and it is just a buff minotaur wearing like leather crisscross across his chest, a blindfold, and a ball gag. Oh God, damn it, Garrity! Do we
1: know this
4: minotaur? Hey, sugar.
0: <laughs> uh, you don't know based on the look, but then you uh, look up and see the name tag, and it says Middleman, and from uh, all of your meetings with the middleman, you just know that he is your liaison between you and the people above you in the company. And he's just this normal human, like square jaw, broad shoulders, uh, neatly trimmed hair. I'd say he's kind of swole, like kind of swole, but wears dress shirts that the buttons are hanging on for dear life.
2: More or less swole than Mort.
3: Uh. More swole than Mort. But in this instance, he's instead dressed like a leather daddy minotaur? Yes. Oh, boy. And um, I
0: just... I want a quick perception check from everyone.
3: Oh, I did so good at that last time. Okay, how do I remove the disadvantage for perception since I'm not in sunlight on D20? or on? Uh...
0: I guess you can right-click the uh, perception
3: check and it'll bring up some options.
4: Bruh. I rolled a nat 20
3: on perception. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled a dirty 20 on perception.
4: Alright,
0: and Felix and Merlin, your uh, perception checks.
1: Oh, sorry. I I rolled an 18. 18? Okay, still pretty
3: high.
4: We're perceiving the fuck out of whatever is going on. (laughs)
3: Yeah, and apparently it's a leather daddy minotaur. Can I I willingly roll lower? (laughs) (laughs) And Felix perception check.
2: Uh, Felix rolled a fourteen. Twelve plus two.
0: Uh, fourteen. Eh, close enough to the DC that you you sort of realize that maybe he doesn't know that he has the wrong avatar on. Everyone else to you, it, it is plain as day. Uh, he doesn't realize that he's using the wrong avatar at the moment.
3: Who's uh who's sitting on, uh directly next to Meepo at the table? Well,
1: I don't know if I've sat down yet, but I'll I'll, I'll uh. I'll sit next to you.
3: Yeah, uh, people just sort of leads over to Arthur's like, you think we should tell him? Only, only after a while. We're supposed to increase the amount of misery,
0: right? Mm.
5: All right,
1: you
0: passed the test. <laughs> and the middle man begins speaking and says, hello and welcome to the meetings.
1: Hi, middleman.
0: Hello, Arthur. Emphasis on meat. Hey, uh, is that a Gliz guide joke? Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, awful lot of wieners in that.
4: <laughs> I, was, I was legit about to say, like, yeah, let's go with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I have called you all here today is there is a traitor among us. Excellent. I don't believe it's one of you. And, uh... I just want everyone to roll another perception check real quick. This one's going to be, I'd say, uh, DC 20.
3: I just rolled a 20. God damn it.
0: Okay, uh, actually, you're the one person excused from this. Uh...
3: I rolled a two. Oh, yeah, I'll I'll take the excuse from that. I, uh, I rolled a four. Yeah, Felix I believe that was a one on the die, but a
1: two total.
2: Felix got a two plus two for a
4: four. Yeah, uh, I think that. It- we all spent our good rolls at first, because I rolled a five.
3: We all spent our net, our uh, good rolls kink-shaming this guy.
4: <laughs> yep.
0: So, uh, Meepo, uh, you notice that uh, the middleman is giving you just a slight nod when he says, uh, the traitor's not among us.
3: Right, give him a little bit nod back.
0: So, based on what we know, they were part of our... Adventurous guild operation.
1: Meepo, that's that's your job. What'd you fuck up?
0: What do you mean operation? I mean we have tons
5: of operations going on out here. I've been killing kids left and right.
4: I personally like the kind that has little tweezers and little metal parts that make it go buzz, and the little guys like nose lights up. Those operations.
0: <laughs> Thank God you're pretty. Uh, no, it's not Mipho's operation. Uh, We have operatives working in the adventurers. So what, they
5: leak information about us? They, what, what's, what have they done so far?
0: Our trader has leaked information about one of our bases, and that base was raided recently.
1: And this is considered bad?
0: It is very We don't know. What information they have taken.
1: I tell you what, these
0: traitors are going to be the bane of our existence. Yeah. First order of business, I'm sending, I can get one of you, maybe two, access to the Adventurers' Guild. They're doing an audit right now because a lot of Adventurers died in that that base. And again, this is considered to be bad. That part, actually, bumping up our numbers, but
3: Hey, Yeah, Meepo just turns and looks at Arthur.
0: Um, Clandestine
5: organization data leak. Yeah, bad, pretty bad, but
1: not in the good way like we want. It all gets so confusing. I try, try to keep it straight.
4: I mean, isn't the point kind of to, to cause misfortune no matter what? So if we're <laughs> part of a misfortune, isn't that like a good thing?
1: Well, if it hampers our ability to create more misfortune in the world, then it's a bad thing, but not a good bad thing. It's all very simple, I guess. But I, I, It's more misfortune now,
5: less down the road. If people find out what we're doing, they're going to try and shut us down. That would be bad for us. Temporary spike in numbers, long-term loss.
4: I mean, the only thing that really hampers my misfortune is laundry day. You know, you got to take that hamper and like put all your little unmentionables in there and hand wash them. And it's uh, it is a pain in the uh, glass, the glizzy ass. That's I'm making that a word.
0: Blanca, have I ever told you that you are beautiful?
4: Why, thank you, sugar.
2: Felix says nothing but he smiles just a bit at the corner of his mouth because occasionally Blanca leaves her basket her hamper of laundry out and he does he does
0: oh god so the middleman just looks over to Felix and this happens every time you interact with uh the middleman Felix he just starts going who's our special little boy who's our special little... it's Felix it's Felix
2: eight-foot-tall Felix, his ears fold down just a little bit as he stares. Stares. Yeah.
3: Meepo looks at Felix and uh, shakes his head a little bit, and with all of the emotion that the bare basic hot dog avatar can <laughs> give, just just the, I'm so sorry, look at him.
4: Just intense, meaty emotion. <laughs> <laughs> And the
0: middleman says, "Ah, uh, Felix, we got your budget increase proposal. It was so well written.
2: Perks up a little bit. Are you going to approve my additional funds?
0: It was very well written. We're very proud of you. His ears sink. Blanca, did you know that Felix can write budget proposals?
4: That's so, That's so amazing. I didn't know he could do all that. Good job, sugar.
0: I know a little fearless writing budget proposals.
4: How did he hold the pants with his wee little paws?
0: I wish we had photographic evidence to put on the walls.
3: Meepo's rubbing his temples like his head's down a little bit. I've died. I've died and gone to hell. Oh, God.
2: Felix thinks to the NBA certificate that's hanging on the wall in his... <laughs> oh, no!
4: <laughs> Blanca is going to look over at Mipo rubbing his temples, realizing that he has a headache, and kind of smirk a little bit, because, I mean, it's still misfortune. <laughs> She's still pissing somebody off, so, like...
0: Uh, all right, everyone, let's try to keep the misfortune to people outside of the organization. <laughs>
4: Whatever could you mean, sugar? I didn't do that on purpose.
0: He appears to have taken psychic damage. Uh, you have no idea. Um.
5: Okay. Uh, middleman, you said you get two of us into the adventurers' organization to try and suss out what they know. Uh, what should the rest of us be doing? Do we need to investigate the site, or what's our game plan?
0: Uh, you can investigate the site if you'd like, but to be honest. It's a smoking crater in the ground.
3: Do we know what the site was doing at the time? Like, what they might have gotten? Also, I'm going to stop doing the voice. Uh, you guys get it now. I can't imagine that sounds good on mic. So just imagine that voice from here on out. I
1: not bad. It's great. One. Yeah, I like it. Sure.
3: Well, I'll keep it up there.
0: Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, it was due to be shut down anyway. But we were hoping to send our own people to, uh, well... Scorched Earth policy. Now, when you say it's a smoking crater, did they blow it up? Did they know what they were
5: looking for? Was
0: it self-destructed? What happened? The last ping we got was the self-destruct sequence from our base. Hundreds upon hundreds of delayed release fireballs, all waiting for about five minutes at a time. You can imagine the
1: so are we sure this is a traitor and not just like an honest mistake? I mean, it seems like it was the, the job was done as scheduled, but just like a couple of weeks early. Um, what's,
0: what's the problem? No,
5: that sounds too much like good fortune. That's not the business we're in.
0: Somehow our base was listed as a site to be visited by adventurers. There was a quest given.
4: Uh, I mean, Adventurer. I know... I know somebody that has real good essential oils for positivity and good self-image, so if the base self-destructed, that wasn't necessary. We could have just cheered it up a little bit.
0: Blanca, after this meeting, can you give me that person's contact information?
4: Well, sure, sugar. They work under me. How do you think... For a friend. All right, I'll get you their info. How do you think my, my makeup manages to make all of my clients so radiant. It's infused right into it. Is
1: that Uh, why they get sunburned without going outside?
3: uh, I'm going to activate uh, my telepathic feet and uh, send a message to Blanca that is uh, just straight up, you're fucking with me, right? This is intentional.
4: (laughs) Blanca is just going to mentally shrug like, I don't know, maybe?
0: (laughs) We don't believe that, it, uh, how do I put it? The information was leaked by someone working for us in the Adventurers.
5: Yeah, how else were they going to be able to find the base? So we need to find out who leaked it. We need to find out what they found while they were in there. And we either need to get the information back, scrub it, or put a spin on it. Does that sound about right?
1: Yes. perfect. Are we going to have to... To leave our homes at all for this, uh, yes, for this job, because I've been <sighs> working from home for a while, and I I don't want to have to actually go anywhere, you know. Um,
0: uh, you don't want to reintegrate into society.
1: Um, no, i, I I've been just you know
0: pondering we my bought, orb at home. It's, we it's, bought it's, all these. Great did you
1: consider like you know what what people in the organization really wanted when you did that well i know i know you're just middleman but but like did you you know convey the information to the higher-ups
0: what should we do with the offices turn it into an orphanage and burn it down we gotta talk about your. that's a really good idea uh meepo you you're doing great
5: thank you also uh no I got to side with him on this. Uh if we got to be out for more than a day, um that's really going to put a damper on my plans. I'm uh 280 days into a private sanctum.
0: If I uh if I'm out
5: for more than a day, uh I'm going to need some hazard
0: pay. <laughs> we can get that covered. All right. I'll put a lawyer in contact with you. All right. Love that guy. Few words quick meeting.
5: He knows what he wants.
0: But also, one of our own in the guild has gone missing. We don't know if that has to do with the traitor.
2: Yeah, he's gone missing.
0: I believe her name was Lila. And uh, what what did Lila do here? Uh, she was also in the adventurers. She, she just has the one name? I didn't check. She just by Lila was somewhat of an influencer on the
4: Oh, I thought she sounded familiar. I mean, it's so terrible that she's gone missing if only there was somebody that could fill in the gaps in her um updates and posts. You got any dirt on her, Becky? I could try to find a little something.
0: Blanca, I will be honest. She was beneath
4: Oh, you do know how to flatter a girl, don't you?
0: Oh no, her her posts were just gone awful.
4: Oh, well,
0: a... posts? Was she a carpenter? No, no. Uh, her Gliz guide. Po- oh, oh, Mipo, we we gotta get you a Gliz guide tutorial or something. No,
5: the fuck, we don't.
1: In in this demi plane, do we have access to like our 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 uh like our our inventory, essentially, our our characters? Stuff. Uh,
0: no, your consciousness has been teleported here, but your body remains in the uh, physical plane.
1: Okay, so we could—I couldn't take out my orb and put it on the table.
0: Uh, you could probably take—you probably have enough Gluckbox to uh, produce an orb that you put on the table and ponder. I just uh, want
3: you to know that I physically in person cringed when you said the word Gluckbox. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I'll. I'll I'll use it as a as a visual aid then the the, the glizzy the glizzy ball, yeah, the, uh, the glorb, the glorb. <clears throat> I I place the glorb on the table, and I uh, will say we can if if I know enough information about her if we have anything of hers I can I can scry scryer scry scryer, scry yeah scry her.
0: You may be able to get that from her residence. Or her office. Good to know. All right. Um. We will be sending uh, one or two of you into the Adventurer's Guild to, and he puts up quotation marks, help the auditor.
2: Question. Are there any scrying related laws in this land? Like, do you have to inform someone that you are scrying on them?
0: Uh, There (laughs) is one country where scrying and other enchantment based magic are illegal without a permit, you are not in that country at the moment.
3: Is, is scrying permissible as evidence in a court of law in this country?
0: Uh, counterpoint. How much do you care about legal matters? That is a very good point.
1: Well, Ar- Arthur Merlin, uh, Hocus Pocus Shadowlight, uh, does dabble in government policy um, as part of his, uh, his project, so... It, it could come up
2: it seems as though being able to file suit against heroes to create misfortune it is is potentially useful
4: especially if they're heroes that may or may not have something bad to say about a certain product launch mm-hmm. oh it's like excuse me you have to read the fine print
0: but uh you were going to try to scry on her correct well, as, as you
1: mentioned, uh, uh, we may need to go visit her place, get, maybe find something of hers that's, that's, that's closely connected to her. That would help the scrying, because, you know, if I just try and sc- scry with her first name, I don't think it's going to go very well.
5: All right. Well, uh, sounds like we got two teams then. Do we want to... Motherland, you said you can get two of us into the Adventurer's Guild? Two
2: maximum. I suppose we should have a discussion about who's most capable in such a situation.
0: Uh, Yes, you will be working with Harvac Ironcrag Bridget. He's a very odd dwarven man, and he is not part of our company. Well,
5: uh, I can make myself look like whatever, so uh, I can get in the Adventurer's Guild fairly simple, I think. I can look like whatever we want.
4: I mean, I also certainly know my way around getting information out of people, so I could go too.
0: And just a reminder, if you find anything about us... Alright, well, uh, sounds like
5: me and Becky are going into the guild.
0: Uh, Uh, Arthur. Becky? Uh, Do do you mean Blanca? Blanca. Yes.
4: And you're the one sitting here acting like I'm stupid. At least I can get your name right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I
5: promise you, you can't. Say my name.
4: Uh, let me just say real quick, is it Mirapoi?
3: He visibly flinches at that. God, (laughs) don't. You have no idea what you just said. Do you
5: speak
0: Draconic? I believe you said Cloaca Destroyer. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Am I getting that right, Meepo? She said Cloaca Destroyer.
4: Yeah, you got it in one. Oh goodness, would that make it a cloakening?
0: What what a great cloakening.
5: Alright, new plan. Me and Arthur are going to the guild. <laughs> Blanca and Felix, you go uh head I, I, up.
1: I, I, I think I need to go to the to the um residence and uh, workplace of, of Lila though.
0: Um Uh Lila worked in the Oglethorpe branch and also had a small house out there. Uh but the auditor will also be in the Oglethorpe branch, and the two ice in there will be working with him to do the audit on the- Oh, huh, it's almost like the forces that be don't want us to split the party in episode one. Well, the forces that be are okay with splitting the party, just not between multiple cities. All right, uh, does everyone got transport to the Oglethorpe branch? I can get there
5: fine.
4: Naturally.
0: I mean, we can get you all, like, left there if you need it.
4: I would sooner
0: die.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is that the name of the branch <laughs> air service of this world?
0: Yes, you <laughs> You just see the image of, like, a uh, glizzy with spider legs. Like, mechanical wild, wild west spider legs skittering Wiki, across Wiki. the landscape.
4: Oh, it's a glar. <laughs>
1: um... Yeah, so I'd probably take a glyft. Uh, what what cities are we all in right now? Is it just whatever city our, our players are in?
0: Or? Uh, yeah, whatever city uh, you're from.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, Meepo City is actually uh, pretty far out, I would say. I haven't figured out a name exactly for it, but uh, whatever, whatever city would be closest to the lowest level dungeon, just like a full influx of newbies to throw into the grinder. Uh, but... He has ways of getting around, so
4: yeah i imagine I imagine that Blanca would be in a place that's like not super out in the sticks, like enough that she wouldn't be bothered on a regular basis, but close enough that she could get to civilization with relative quickness if she needed to
3: yeah, take a take a day trip into the city,
4: yeah, pretty much. I mean, every so often there are like product launches and like occasionally people do try to bring up lawsuits against her company or, you know, her part of the organization for like side effects of the makeup that, that they've purchased. And then she just reminds all of her customers in court that they signed they signed an agreement stating that they do not hold her organization um, liable for any rashes or magical effects that might have taken hold as a result of product use and that that is part of the detox period (laughs) and will go away at some point
3: not liable for rashes lesions skin change colors transmutations or otherwise accidental uh, afflictions
4: yes exactly
3: uh what about arthur where whereabouts would arthur uh You said that he's mostly, like, a diviner. Do you think he would be set up closer to the main city?
1: Oh, for sure. Um, uh, He's uh, in the Sandy Springs of Dunwoody.
0: (laughs) Uh. Oh, boy. Well, uh, Grits and Grits is a Georgia-based podcast, and we do throw a lot of Georgia stuff in here, so I will uh, 100% accept that.
3: Meepo lives in Covington. (laughs) God.
2: Uh, Felix has a high-rise apartment in Catlanta and you know, <laughs> with a, a private elevator.
0: Oh, You know what? I I accept Catlanta as a city as well.
4: Every one of the high-rises just has little cat ears at the top of it.
3: Oh, I was going to say every one of the high-rises is just a scratching post.
4: Oh my god. I mean, it could be both.
0: It's a tabaxi city. Uh...
4: Does that mean they pick tabaxes?
0: I, I don't think we uh, specified how many felis uh, exist in this world.
3: At least one, enough to populate a whole city and make it stink like ammonia the whole time.
0: I would say that Catlana is probably primarily uh, filled with tabaxi. They would uh, they would be more common than uh, felis in this world.
4: And their city workers are just the ones who go out with glue guns and replace like the twine on the scratching posts. <laughs> God. <laughs> like every so often, it just gets shredded, so they have to go out there and fix it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they don't like to admit that they are all about the
2: scratching posts, but they are. They're just hair ties everywhere.
4: Does that mean that on, on Glue's Guide, Felix's posts are scratching posts? Oh my god.
0: What have I done?
4: You knew what you were about when you invited me to be a part of this. I do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is uh, Catnip uh, decriminalized within the city limits, or what's the situation there?
3: You have to have a card for it, but it's
2: decriminalized.
4: (laughs) There's a strip club called Catnip.
2: There's the cheetah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All
0: right, thank you folks and good night. I'm done. And uh, in the uh, Centaur City, they have the Pink Pony. (sighs)
4: Oh, my God.
0: I think we've thrown in more Georgia jokes in this episode than we have in the entirety of Crits and Grits. Quality. It's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> but the middleman is just looking at you all. So what is the game plan? And what do I need to bankroll?
4: So I am going to I am gonna bring up something in the meta real quick. Um, in defense of Blanca going to the Adventurers Guild. I pretty much dumped all of my bonuses into performance and persuasion. Oh so, yeah. That's,
3: and, that's that's why Meepo was initially saying Blanca should come cuz uh, uh, if anything he knows he knows she's good at a performance.
4: Oh yeah, and deception as well. So yeah. like
3: Yeah, Meepo can look like anything and she can lie her way out of any situation, yeah. so they're probably the two best to uh, go on yeah. an infiltration mission.
0: Now, Blanca, you are a high-profile select. And? we will be going to audit the adventurers. Oh, I I can take care of that. I can make her look like anything.
4: I also have alter Self if I really need it, so I'll be okay. Oh,
0: there you go. Okay, but hear me out. We staged this as a
3: reality show.
4: Oh, that sounds like fun
3: sounds like gary has a session he wants to overcomplicate like we're there to 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 make over the adventuring guild
0: i think of it kind of like that one reality show where uh you know someone that shouldn't work somewhere works somewhere for a day i'm sure there's one of those
4: oh is it undercover gloss that uh that show about makeup influencers that work in their shops that have to deal with the customers every day and see how hard it actually is.
1: You mean your show?
4: We're not supposed to mention it. Yes, by show.
5: All right, so we're going for more of an underclover clover gloss feel and not a bard eye for the barbarian guy feel.
0: <laughs> or we could just, you know, take <laughs> the alter-self path whatever you want to go with i'm just here for the ideas oh. uh, anyway re- regardless if
1: if i have to leave my home office i'm gonna need transport can we get a magic carpet
0: uh how about a glyph? uh felix you had something to say
2: um question are do we need to fly to the place that we're going how far is it um
0: uh, i would say that we could get you instantaneous travel however we need to arrange it uh you could probably use a teleportation circle provided by the company, uh, ground travel provided by the company, air company, or air travel, whatever it takes. Bankrolled by the company.
2: Um, yeah. Um, Felix says, um, looks over at Arthur and says, I believe a transport will be arranged. It'd be good to travel together. Let's ride.
0: Our special guy has a transport buddy. I have never been...
3: Uh, Meepo activates telepathy to Felix, just like, I hate this for
2: you. Giant, giant Felix drums his claws on the table, just staring at Middleman.
4: It won't be my first time riding a giant mate cylinder, but it'll certainly be the first time All
2: right, me. let's get
0: you out of here,
4: Blanca. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um...
5: Yeah, I think it's been long enough. Hey, does anyone have a mirror?
0: Uh, what do you mean by mirror?
5: I mean, a mirror. I don't know. Can you take pictures in here?
3: Uh, yes. Just screenshot it. Uh, and you see, uh, Meekle hold his hands up and start watching uh, everybody around. get together for a selfie.
0: Uh, yes, uh, press your temple and your taint at the same time and that should uh, mm-hmm. screenshot.
5: Yeah, buddy, you might not want to use that terminology right now.
0: Uh, I'm kidding. Just say screenshot and uh glippy your hot dog helper come out yes. and take a screenshot. not uh, uh, screenshot.
2: No, oh, but you, your mouth ma- your mouth was still open while you took the screenshot. You have to say it faster.
3: Yeah, no, I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about and Bevo takes the screenshot and what what was that Tom Cruise movie where he was fucking around with all the VR crap? Waves his hand around and tries to put the screenshot of uh, the middleman in his uh, Leather Daddy avatar and show him what he's looked like this whole meeting.
0: You all saw nothing. And his avatar quickly changes to uh, him in khakis uh, still the same like super jack guy with a pink button-down shirt. The buttons are just fighting to stay together. And neatly trimmed hair.
3: Yeah, Mipo grabs yeah. the screenshot and sort of throws it at Blanca and uh, uses <laughs> telepathy. Uh, yeah, keep that. We might need it.
4: Will do, sugar. And Blanca basically just saves the screenshot. But right before that, when um, the middleman changes his avatar, she just goes, Boo! Change it back!
0: Uh, we must remain professional. Uh, wh- why would you let me wear that for so long? I
4: already mean... Well, Honey, we, uh... you're, the didn't, you're the one that didn't realize it. That's not our fault. Uh,
0: all this right. is our business. Yes, and I said we should keep it outside of the company. Oh boy, HR is going to have my ass.
4: Well, there was certainly a lot of it out while you were in that Minotaur getup.
0: Yeah, HR is definitely going to eat my ass for this. At least you have an appropriate <laughs> uniform.
4: Like, it seems like something you might enjoy based on that other avatar anyway. Uh, speaking of HR, um,
5: did Steve clear his, uh, uh, his latest mandatory uh, sensitivity Steve- training?
0: Steve is going to need an act too. Uh, he is what we like to call an opportunity. <laughs> Don't let him hear you say that. This is what his uh, 17th charge if we're being generous. He's lucky he craft.
5: Oh boy is he.
0: Uh, okay. All right. So everyone's game plan. Let's hear that. I I want to know what you're doing so we bankroll this properly and we know where our we, we know that we have our aces in our places or their places. I know, we got one special ace over there, and he looks over at Felix. Staring. Dagger glare.
2: Uh,
5: well, uh, seems like everyone needs to show up at the Oglethor branch. Uh, we all want to meet up there at, uh, I don't know, what's a good landmark?
0: Uh, Blanca, you know the land better than most of us. Well, you can all uh, go to Goblin's Glizzies. All of the luck with none of the suck.
5: How many times per day are you legally required
0: to say that? Seven. Oh, damn.
5: All right. Well, uh, do we want to meet a Goblin Glizzy's, let's say, noon tomorrow, give everyone a chance to get into town? Uh, Then I think Blanca and I split up, head into the Adventurer's Guild, figure out what we can, quell the information, Arthur and uh, Felix, uh, you head over to Lila's place. See if you can find any personal effects. Uh, get some scrying done on I her. I don't think
1: Give they're in the same step. town. I don't. I think. I think they're in different places.
0: Uh, yes, they are in the same town.
1: Oh, okay, then yeah, that sounds great.
0: Oglethorpe happens to be the, uh, or the Oglethorpe capital. Actually, is where they are.
1: Where is Oglethorpe?
0: Uh. I don't really have a map where everything's located. Oglethorpe is just one of the cities that... Are, what, Or the Oglethorpe capital is one of the... It's a city, city though. Okay, great. Yeah, from the uh, main podcast. And you all know that Oglethorpe is a capital, and there are rings to the city. Like, the outskirts are the uh, slums. Then there's the uh, like middle-class human sector. Then the ring within that is the elf sector. Then the ring within that is the business sector. Then the ring within that is, like, where the king, royal guard, and, like, nobles all live.
3: Yeah, so, uh, okay, that actually brings up a good question. Um, do we know about the riot that happened? Uh, the
0: riot was in another city. Uh, the riot was in, sorry,
3: uh, concussions. Must <laughs> yeah, up these things happened. Yeah, uh... For those of you listening, uh, Gary here was in a pretty terrible car accident, so, uh... Oh,
0: yeah, uh, they will know by the time this episode comes (laughs) up. Yeah. Uh, this episode is actually being recorded in tandem with the episodes that are being released right after my car accident.
3: Oh, good, good, good. Glad you're okay. Uh, oof. Um... I guess, uh, I mean, yeah, it didn't happen in Oglethorpe. but it's 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 happened in
0: New Horizon. New Horizon was basically where the adventurers from the main podcast started. Sorry, it took
3: me a minute to remember that city. It's all good. Uh, just, yeah, my question was, uh, it's been long enough that word of that would have gotten around to all of us at this point, right? Uh, yeah, you all would have known about it immediately. All right, cool, cool.
2: Felix, um, he stands quite tall. Um, glances over at Arthur. He says, uh, I will prepare for our departure. He slowly walks around the side of the table and whatever middleman has there in front of him, like a coffee cup, like branded, you know, with the company logo or whatever, he, he touches a claw to it and slowly slides it to the edge of the table and then whoosh, down on the floor. And then he slowly flips the table over and then he looks out.
0: Uh, who doesn't love Felix? his antics? I will
3: never tire of them. Uh, Meepo puts a uh, cast telepathy at uh, Felix with his feet like cool power move, bro.
1: I'm gonna attempt to catch my Glorb as it falls off the table.
3: Alright, well, noon tomorrow with Goblin
4: Glizzies
5: and Oglethorpe. And we can split up from there, move things along.
0: Teams of two.
4: Sound good? Yeah. Sounds good. like a plan to me.
1: Sounds good.
0: Alright, and Blanca and Meepo, you will be meeting with as I said, Harvac Ironcrag Bridges. He... I assume that's a dwarf, or am I just yes, being racist? Yes, he is a kind of a nod ball. He's a dwarf. Alright. Well, uh, yes, uh, that's going to be Ironcrag hyphen Bridges.
2: Cut to Felix is in a cat carrier that's slowly being loaded like, uh, <laughs> up the conveyor belt that's being loaded onto him, and he's he's sitting with his fingers steepled beneath his chin just looking out through the bars. <laughs>
0: And <laughs> the worst part about this for Felix probably is that it is a personal aircraft.
2: Oh, yeah. No, he booked the tickets through the company, through the guild, and that's just what they did.
0: Yes. Like there is the in-flight meal. They uh, just come into the uh, undercarriage of the plane, put a can of tuna in your carrier and then close the carrier back.
3: I was going to say, they class it up a little bit. They pop a can of, like, dollar store tuna and then put a glob of, like, $300 caviar on top of it. Oh,
0: no, no. It is just, uh... They they gave them the coach ticket. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Alright, so, uh... I guess with that, we uh, close the curtains on this session. And, uh, does anyone have anything they want to plug? Any projects you're working on?
4: You mean like non evil projects? Oh IR- no, I, projects.
0: Yeah, <laughs> IRL stuff. Plug your uh, Twitches, your uh, Nah. I am boring. I don't got social media anyway. Podcast, Twitches, anything, any projects.
2: Yeah, well, um, if anyone's interested, I I run a very like gritty drama um, Dungeons and Dragons like radio show podcast. It's on Spotify. You can find it by searching for uh, YMDT gaming which is like you might die tonight this is sort of the full name but uh yeah ymdt gaming and that's on spotify and youtube and facebook all kinds of stuff
0: yeah like i after listening to a bit of uh you might die tonight i i was a little worried that i might not live up as uh dm
2: uh no you are fantastic and this has been super fun yeah it was a great gary
0: Oh God uh, things are gonna only go more off the rails as we go on. Uh, anything else want or anybody else want to plug anything?
4: sure I have um I have a twitch um you can find it at twitch TV slash sugar um, I haven't streamed in a while, but I'm planning on getting back into it pretty soon. Um, but yeah, and i I'm also on Twitter at sugar puns so.
0: And you should check out her art. It is amazing. Uh, last thing I can remember right now, because memory is still a little tricky, is the uh, Bleach Halloween stuff.
4: Yes, that was that was a lot of fun. I want to do more stuff like that soon. All
0: right. Uh, I guess if no one else has anything to plug, uh, how about we jumbled uh, goodnight and farewell, everyone? Goodnight good night and farewell, farewell everyone. everyone.
4: Uh, farewell.
2: Super fun. Thank you. For doing this, Gary. Oh, thanks yeah. for here. Oh,
4: yeah. yeah. Just,
0: just wait until it goes off the uh, rails.
4: Oh, listen. I-, I plan on just becoming slowly more and more unhinged.
1: Where we're going, we don't
4: need rails. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night. Uh-